It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for joining me in this phenomenal, incredible program. So here it goes. The program will start at exactly 11.15 California time, 2.15 East Coast time, 1.15. It's going to start at um, Central time. I got you guys. Mountain time, I couldn't tell you guys. Believe me, I'm so sorry about that. To free people from the mountain time view. So here it goes, guys. This show is going to be completely off the hook, right? I have been thinking about doing this show for many, many, many months, right? I speak to so many people. I speak to so many clients. I speak to so many organizations, right? And the number one thing that I actually see is that yourselves. Their sales are not doing the is actually the greatest, right? And I really believe uh, I can. I believe I know the reason why, right? And and today we're we're going to explore. So my number one goal is I'm not going to try to be the guru to explain to you why this is taking place. I'm only giving you guys feedback what I feel and I think by speaking to so many people of of, of what's going on, right? And and let. And, and literally, I've in the last minute, let me take today. Today, I already have spoken to. This is was it um, eleven o'clock my time right now, eleven fourteen, right? I have spoken to five clients already, and all of them spoken about sales. You know, so you know, and you know, and so is to me, sales is literally everything, right? And when you can understand that your whole business and your whole world would totally, totally change. And of course, since I'm a talker, I, I, I might as well stay on for the last minute until we actually start, guys. So I guess I'm, as people who know me, they know I talk a lot. Uh, this is what I do, I talk. And, and to be honest with you, I really enjoy talking. All right, fabulous. Okay, great. So let's start it. It's 11.15 my time, 2.15 Eastern time, 1.15 Central time, guys. Today, I'm doing a special program, and the special program that I'm going to do is I'm going I'm, I'm to give you three case studies about clients I have worked with who love sales, who didn't really like sales, and everything else. I really believe that sales is, is really the way that any company can grow. So without sales, right, a company wouldn't be in business, right? But I... I've been doing some thinking, right? And people who do know me, I'm a complete thinker, right? So I'm so sorry. My name is Dr. John Oda, and welcome to the Dr. John Oda Method. And today we're going to speak on sales. I lost track because I was speaking prior. And what I found out is, this is what I found out. I ask people always in the audience, right, when I'm giving speeches or seminars, even talking, right, I say, 
how many of you people are in sales? And this could be in a room of entrepreneurs and business people, right? And you know that maybe 20% raise their hand? I said, wow. And then I, then I asked another question. I said, okay, how many people in here do not like sales? The room raised their hand. And I said, so what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you say that you're a salesperson? This person raised their hand. They said, you know, when I think of someone who sells, I think of someone's being cheap, scum, scumbag. Someone who who is going to take advantage. I said, wow. And then I asked another question. I said, okay, how many in here own their own business? The whole room raised their hand. And I said, so if you own your own business, then I said, how many in here have kids, nephews, nieces, wife? Everyone raised their hand. I said, so how about this? If I change the word to, from the word sales to influence, will that make a difference? To me, it makes a huge difference. Because from the one, if you are a parent, you're a, uh, you have to do a sales job to, to your kid. You have to make sure the kid's going to school. You have to make sure uh, that you are influencing because if you cannot influence them, somebody else will. Right, another thing for sales, right? And most of you guys, this is called influencing. If that's going to make it better for you, right? So, if you're a parent, you're in sales. If you're in business, you're in sales. But now think about this: people who said that they're in sales, and then they say that I think that I'm a scumbag or anything else. That's how you define yourself. The words you use shape your destiny. So what I do is I tell people up front, listen to me, I'm in sales because I influence people. So I asked this lady, said, how long have you been in sales? She said, five years. I said, wow. I said, for me, I've been in sales my whole life. Ever since I was, remember, third, first grade, second grade, kindergarten. I remember I used to tell the nun something and hope to God that she'd believe me. Guys, that's sales. It, who's who's married, or who has been married, or who's thinking about being married? It's just a sales job, right? Everything's in sales, right? So, but for you nice people, we'll call it influence. Sales influence the same thing. The concept is here it goes: if you can't influence people to buy your product, to buy your services, it's not going to happen. So. Uh, you can mask it by is by actually saying whatever that you choose to say. But to me, it's just sales. And what I found out also in my research that the people who do sales the right way they make the most income because it's, it's all about influence. But the question that I have for you is, how do you influence people? What do you say? What do you do to influence people? And I think that right there is the million dollar question. I guess to influence people, very first and foremost, you have to influence yourself. 
But no, write this down, guys. I'm give you guys a quick tip, right? I, it is off off my cup, but I have to do it, right? So the three ways to influence anybody to gain rapport, skills, sales, whatever, right? Whatever that you do with the three ways is for just the words they use. The words they use equals seven percent. So if I say, so if someone says, so John, where are you from? I say, I'm from Michigan City, Indiana. And if they're from California, I didn't connect with them. Right? So it's just the words. The second way to gain rapport with anybody is to tone, tempo, and tonality. So if I'm talking pretty slow like this, and you're talking very fast like this, are we in poor? Of course not. If I talk very low and you talk very loud, are we in poor? Of course not. Because we're not the right to tone, tempo, and tonality. And the third way is physiology. Your body language, your body movement. If I'm speaking with my hands, if you speak with your hands, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I found my soulmate. If you speak loud like me and fast, oh, my God, I found my soulmate. All right. So those, are th- so those are the three ways. Today, guys, I'm pretty excited. We have three case studies of that companies that I work with and who have, who didn't have a sales team, some have a sales team, and some didn't really care about sales team. Right, so those are going to be the three words. It's going to be the good, the bad, as well as the ugly. Right. So let me take my very first client that, that I had, not very first client, but very first client who I worked with. Uh, they were doing medical, and they wanted a sales team. I explained to them that they they, they need a sales team. At the at the time, the company made three hundred thousand dollars. That was, had to be about two years back. The company didn't have a sales person at all, not at all. So what I explained to them, I said, "Listen to me. We need to get a rock star." And a rock star to me is someone who's going to have three things that a rock star have. A rock star have empathy, only 33%. If they have too much empathy, they're a wimp. They're going to be a walkover. In sales, you can't be a walkover. They have to have ego. They have to have the confidence. If you have too much ego, you're a jerk and no one want to be around you. The third ingredient is really the most important one, to be honest with you, is the charisma. They have to lead people. They have to influence people. They have to be like the Pied Piper. If if you don't have those three ingredients, they're not going to make a great salesperson. And of course, rock stars. I know, and I'm not trying to be sexist, but it's really true. Most rock stars have a very, very, very high, high, a very, very, very high sex drive, right? Because that's how they show their charisma. You can take a guy like Tony Robbins to show his charisma. You can take a guy like Joel Osteen, you can show his charisma, right? And I bet you any money, if you do research, they both have very, very, very high sex drives. That's what makes a great salesperson or sales, just a salesperson, right? Or those four really ingredients, right? Now, in the first three, we can always talk to and we can see them. The fourth one, that's personal, so is wouldn't know by the work. Because a person who's a rock star, they're going to kick butt each and every way. So let me go back to my company, right? So the company was doing about 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 300K. I said, we should be doing it in about two years. I projected them about 3.5 million. I said, if we do it the right way. And of course, we're doing more stuff in the business to make it grow, right? So we hired our first salesperson. But what we did was we put out ads. And, 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 and the ads was we, we, as we, as we wanted the best of the best. And when I interviewed this person, I wanted him to go jump through hoops. Literally, I interviewed him. I turned him down. I gave him a personality test. I gave him questions. I had this guy jump through freaking hoops. 
What I found out working with most companies, their freaking interview process is so easy. They walk in and then they get hired. Are you kidding me? What I want for my concept is when people are working, right, when you say jump, you say how high. Or when you say run, you say how fast, right? That's, that's how you want people to actually behave, especially when, you, as, as when they're trying to go for a job for you. Now, another thing, the job was straight commission. Yes. So the sales cycle for this company was about a month. So if you do what you had to do in a month, you'll get paid. Some sales cycles are like five or six months. And if those sales cycles is that long, if that's your business, we have a different program. Um, the program wouldn't be straight commission. It would be like a click-down program. And I'll, exp- and I'll explain more about that. If you guys want to know more about it, pl- just please contact me, and then I will actually show you how to do the click-down program. It's, it's amazing, right? But if your sales cycle is less than a month, month, month and a half, really, really even three months, right, you should go straight commission. If it's more than three months, you, you should have a click-down program, right? Because your number one goal is you need to make sure of that your sales guys are doing extremely well, your, your, your sales people are doing well. Right. So let's go back to the story again. Right. So we hired a first person. Right. And what I told everybody is that when you have a salesperson, you have to have weekly sales training. Even if it's one on one, it doesn't make a difference. This guy promised the world, but he didn't actually have any action. He didn't actually uh, follow through. And from my big stand about training sales people for so much, I what I have to do is measure and track everything. So what I did for him was I measured and tracked every aspect of what he was doing. So the phone calls, the follow-up, everything was tracked and measured because that's how you grow. Now think about this, guys. If you guys are going to ever go on a diet, what do you guys do? We track and measure the food we take, the exercise, and the whole nine yards, right? So then we'll know if we're going to lose weight. The same thing applies when you're actually having salespeople. You have to track and measure literally everything, the phone calls, the follow-up, everything else, because what I've always, is what I was always taught by my mentor, he said that there is a fortune in the follow-up. And there's very few people that follow up, especially salespeople. They forget to follow up, which is really one of, one of almost like uh, their deadly sins, right? Because, there's, because, uh, because of them, there's a, huge, there's a huge revenue in the follow-up, right? Studies have shown, which is really a shocking study, though, but studies have shown of that, of that only very few people do a really uh, efficient follow-up system, right? And most of my salespeople that I do have in the past when I, is before I worked with them, they didn't have a follow-up system at all, right? Now they have a pretty good follow-up system because we had, I had to actually beat the whole concept in their whole head, right? And working with salespeople, right? And, and, and here's some stats that really actually blew my mind, right? More than one half one more than one half of all salespeople close forty percent or less. So the question that I have is, what happened to the sixty percent? What happened to the rest of it? Right. And then what a study has shown that if you replace the bottom twenty as percent, if they're terrible, just with maybe average guys, right? That will increase the company by twenty percent. But let me explain to you. I don't do anything average. I want to do things that that's outstanding. Right, and here's another shocker stat for your salespeople: seventy-five percent of all leads never been called. Can you imagine that? And the average one, the last one is, 
the average company will lose between 10 to 30% of their customers each year. So to me, the stats are mind-boggling. And I really believe that that's why sales to me is so important. Because if you can do that, your whole world changes. And most people, they don't actually do it the right way. All right. And the only way to do it the right way, guys, is make a system. So what we did was we tracked and measured everything. His first year, he didn't, his first six months, he didn't do crap. He complained, he griped. We hired a new person. We had another person to make him have competition. And then the owner was doing sales. First year, we probably maybe increased the business by maybe 200%. It wasn't as well as I wanted to do, right? So then what happened, I had to get him scripts. So I, I scripted everything out for him. Second year, I scripted everything out for him, right? We tried to measure things. He started getting the confidence. He started doing more follow-ups. His income started, my God. His income was like through the roof, right? By by last year, the gentleman was making between the top guy was making twenty four thousand per month on the average, per month. Yes, per month twenty four thousand dollars. To be honest with you, he was making more than the owners of the company. Right now, what has happened is we have right now five salespeople, and they're averaging maybe about eight to maybe eight thousand dollars and up every month in sales. And, but the reason why is, guys, we have a system. We have we script everything out. We have a follow-up system, and we have weekly sales training. That's that's another thing. If you don't have weekly sales training with your team, you're not going to do anything. You got to have a weekly sales training program, and working on skills. Because here's how skills work: you train your team on some skills, right? And they get it for a little bit, true enough, right? And then what happened? What, as soon as they get their skills, they forget. The next week go by, you don't train them. The next week go by, they forget. By a month when you don't train them, they forget everything of, of which you taught them. If you do the proper sales training with anybody, they learn something, they retain a little bit, they forget. You try to do you do it the, the next week, they retain more stuff, then they forget. If you keep on going more and more and more, they retain more stuff. So by the time two years came around, this guy was a freaking rock star. And everybody was like, man, I want to be like him. I want to be like him. Why? Because we built a system out. Last year, the business went from 300000 to $2.8 million in sales. We are on target this year to do between six to $8 million in sales. And the reason why, to be truly honest with you, one of the reasons why is because we, because we created a sales team. Of course, we did other things in the business to make the business grow. But that was, so this, is one of, this is one of the major ones. I also showed them techniques of how to get past the gatekeeper. And the biggest key of that I told them was never, ever, ever. And my great friend that I love to death, that I, of that, he was great when I worked with him. When I worked with him side by side, Chet Holmes, and what he always mentioned was never pitch the gatekeeper. But anyway, though, guys, so that right there, that's my first case study. My second case study was a little bit different, right? It was a distributor company back in the South, right? And he had sales teams, and, and his sales was flat for, you know, for years, right? Flat for years, flat, flat for the last three years. He had a, a, a VP at sales, talked to him. Uh, his mindset was a little bit different. Oh, excuse me. His mindset was terrible, to be truly honest with you. 
um, he thought that the only way of the year that you can grow a company is through acquisition. I said that's not really the only way. That's one way, but it, you take on more debt doing that way also. I said, I believe in organic growth. That is the only way to grow a company is organically. Now, acquisitions, if you have to get that for the money, for whatever, so be it. You do what you got to get done, right? But 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 the organic growth is, not, is for, for number one. He had a couple of the guys that I was working with was was good old boys, and one of the things that the that the owner did the the owner became the people that he worked with their friends. He was not friendly with them, and that was one of his biggest challenges that he had. So being their friends, they don't want to come to sales training. They don't want to do anything else. They didn't have to go. They can bad mouth. You know the coach that was in there, which was me, and that was okay. But of course, I'm not going to take anybody bad mouth for me in front of my face. That's not going to happen, at all, right? So the biggest challenges of that we had was getting the owner to be the leader, and and then in every aspect of it, right? We have three positions an owner can play. They can play. So imagine that you have a triangle up top. They can play the leader. They can play the friend, and they can play the joker, right? The leader of this organization, he was, he, was really, he was really the joker. He wanted to make people laugh, and he wanted to be everybody's friend. Guys, as you know, that you can't do that, right? And the sales team was the leader, the guys who have been there for 20 years, 30 years, who didn't really want to make a change. So I came on board, young, good-looking, great-looking guy like myself, right? We, and then I came on board, right? So anyway, so when I came on board, I said, okay, guys, we're going to do weekly sales training. And they just said, no, we're not. We're not. We, don't do, we don't do sales training around here. He says, I've been in the field for 24, 25 years. I don't need sales training. I said, well, great. I said, so let me get this right. If your little eight-year-old daughter would say, I don't need to go to school, could she not go to school? And I said, no. I said, so exactly. I said, so you need to go to sales training. So I got these people to go to sales training. But in the process, we wanted to hire new people because we wanted to hit on a different market. And again, we, we hired people, and I literally hired about, we interviewed about 100, maybe 45, 50 people. We probably hired, we only hired two. It was an intense interview. We're talking about, I literally beat these guys up left and right. The two of that actually, you know, came on, they're rock stars, literally rock stars. In every aspect, they're rock stars, which, which was great, all right? But then what happened was hiring these hiring the self superstars, we had I had to integrate them with the old guys. The old guys who was negative, the old guys who didn't want to go to sales training, the the old guys who didn't think this was going to be actually going to be the best for them. And of course when you have uh, um, um, I mean uh, when you have a leader that's a joker, it's gonna be a challenge. So I'm fighting uh, a freaking uphill battle as we go. And another thing about it, the business was a family-owned business, which was really a challenging thing at the time because they've been doing business like this for a long time. The father did the business the same way, sort of the son. So it was a family-owned business. So we had we had some we had some really some barriers to break over, right? And then on then the last but not least, he had his young daughter make some of the final decisions, and she don't she don't know anything about the business, but as I said, the business was not ran well, but my biggest thing about it, I, I, I literally had an outcome. My, 
my outcome was to take them from a $50 million business to $100 million business in two years, which I knew that I could do without a doubt. That was my only outcome. The other stuff that we had was just going to be challenges, and we're going to eventually get over those bad boys. So we had, so we started doing sales training. I started having the right scripts. I started having the, the sales guys do time management and the whole nine yards. It was a complete a freaking mess. It was a literally power struggle every Friday that I had, uh, which I had sales training with them. And, of course, the, the like from owner would be in. One time the owner told me, he says, you know, Doc, he says, well, why don't you teach us something different? I said, guys, you have to apply what I learned this time. If he goes, if if you can't apply it, how can I teach you more? I said, I believe in masteries. And mastery is sometimes you do things over and over and over again until you start doing it. So one day I, uh, they flew me up there to see everybody. And I, met, and I met the whole team. So what they wanted me to do, they wanted to see how my how how my skills were. So, so they threw me well in with their clients. I talked to everybody. It was no big deal. It's just people. Because here it goes. I know... I know how to sell, and I know how to influence myself, as well as I know how to make people like me. This is what I teach. So if you look in uh, the cycle of living, right? So, so for example, and I'm going to go with the cycle of living as well as with the business cycle, so I can go back and forth so you can actually understand this. So, so the cycle of living, when a mother and father say, okay, I'm going to have a baby, right? Let's go backwards. Own, own you a business, a business might say, I want to start a business, right? Then, of course, nine months later, it's a birth. But back to a business, nine, nine months later, a month, a day later, it's a birth of a business. Yes, we have a birth. Be- beautiful kid. Great. And then remember when you guys had kids, we had these kids that were terrible tools. I mean, they were teething and stuff, right? And you had to get rid, and then then you had to work with them, right? In a business, when you have a terrible tools, you you have drama, right? You're trying to figure out your own identity, but it's just drama, right? And 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 then in this company, there are more on their terrible tools at times, slash on the third on the, on the next one. So imagine you're 16 years old, your mother gives you a million dollars. How how would you act? Cocky, arrogant. You know everything. You can go go stages. You don't care. You've just totally dis disrespectful. Well, the, the exact same that happens to a business. Once you are in a teenager mode, right? In a business, you're on go go. You're disrespectful. You think you know everything. You think of that like you you think of the way you walk on water, right? So that's the teenager stages. But imagine you go from 16 to 28, or maybe to 30. Now you're a young adult. You think completely, totally different. You want to really, you know, work on your life, work on your career. On a business, when you get to a young adult stage, it's a little bit different also. You focus on building systems, you know, building the cash flow, right, on training your people, on training what's going on. And of course, last but least, there's more of the maturity stages. And uh, in a personal life, when you mature, you know what you want, money's coming through, you're fine. In a business, when you're in a maturity state, right, in a stage, you are literally like a McDonald's, like a Starbucks. You have systems in place. You have money's coming through. You're doing everything well, right? So, but this company that I work with, they were really toddlers. They were really the toddlers slash teenagers, or what I call myself, the, the toddlers slash terrible tools and teenagers. They're still in drama state. 
the and then the owner in the business model was more of the joker. He was not the leader. He 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 flipped from the joker and the friend back and forth. So um, I stayed there for about six months. It was a little bit too toxic. Uh, the owner was not as strong enough uh, to move forward to keep it. But here's the great thing about it: for three years they were flat. For six months we grew the business ten percent, which was a complete blessing. I really I really knew that if we would have stayed a little bit longer, maybe eighteen more months, the business would have doubled. But the concept is the mindset of the bit of you the business. And my last case study is I worked for, for a doctor and he was a chiropractor. Doctor when I when I met him, his friend doing about six hundred thousand dollars in business. And he had a already a superstar person working with him. She was literally rock star. Literally rock star, right? So when I met her, I didn't have to train her for sales because, man, she could sell ice cream to a freaking Eskimo. She was that grand. I mean, I'm, 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 she was great. She knew her products. She knows everything. I know. She was phenomenal, right, which is great. But when I went there, they were doing about $500 to $1,000 every day in sales. So what I, so what I taught this woman, I said, listen to me. I said, I'm not, I don't need to teach you much. So we, so we, we actually just created packages for the business. We created a big package, a small package, a little package. It didn't make a difference, right? We created packages. I just taught her how to upsell, downsell, and cross-sell. We worked on that a little bit, you know, throughout the weeks. Did you know from 500 to 1,000 was our average? She, she starts selling between 2,000 and 3,000 per day. They went up from when I was there for us. Uh, for the six months, seven months that I was there, we went up from $60,000 to a nine, to $900,000 in business. Now, this lady, I speak to her maybe about once a week, maybe about, uh, about once a week, every once, every two weeks. She's still a rock star. She's literally kicking butt. The biggest thing about it, guys, listen to me, is everyone needs sales. Everyone needs to improve their business somehow in some way, right? If you don't get your sales in order, that's not going to take place. Not all. We do have a course on my website. Um, and my website is www.drjohnlander.com. And we have an online sales course. And the online sales course teaches you a lot of these strategies that I talked about, but more in detail. The biggest goal and the biggest challenges of that we're going to have, that you're going to have is if you really want to grow your salespeople, right, you have to actually, first and foremost, grow First and foremost, you need to grow yourself. The second thing, if you're going to grow your salespeople, you need to get them inside a weekly class. That's going to train them, and that's going to push them to that next level. When you don't do that, right, your salespeople are not going to grow. And those stats of that name earlier, they're going to stay stagnant. The key of sales to me is if you have a well-functioned sales machine, your business would never be the same you'll grow exponentially. The key to life, guys, is right now is you, we have literally, I mentioned this again, we have literally six months more for the New Year's. And I know that if you hire and train the right salespeople, right, your world and your life would never be the same. So, guys, before I end my podcast show, does anybody have any questions for me? This was, this was a quiet one. Anybody have any questions for me? So, 
uh, going once, going twice. Don't have any questions. Great. So here it goes. If you guys have any questions, feel, feel free to email me anytime at, at drjohnoda at gmail.com. So it's D-R-J-O-H-N-O-D-A at gmail.com. Guys, take care. God bless. And, and dare to make this day, this month, this year magnificent. Take care. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.